0: Tuesday night. That means we're back. Another episode of Dynasty Theory. Two weeks in a row. That's a record recently for us. Holiday season is upon us. I spent a lot of time today getting some things ready for rookie prospects, updating the tiers, putting together the usage information. Anyway, enough about me. Dan, what's up?
1: Yeah, two weeks in a row, you know, that's because it's like crunch time, man. And we, we're getting ready to kick it into gear for our dynasty championships. There's like two, pe- maybe three peak seasons for us. It's like the off season because there's all that dynasty management and speculation. There's startup time where we're drafting. And then there's now, which we are in the hunt as we approach the final, not final weeks of the regular season, but well, final weeks of the fantasy regular season. So it's go time, man. Ready to be here and uh, good to see everybody.
0: And then Mr. Bougie himself, Mitch. What's up, man?
1: <laughs> How you guys doing? You know, dad's right. Like you even see
2: people in the group chats that you don't hear from for six months. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they're like, "Oh, hey, sorry, I've been really busy, but now I want to make trades." It's like, "Yep, it's the season."
0: Yeah, trade deadlines are upon us, so this episode is going to be critical. Like you said, Dan, it's crunch time. Uh, in the the Discord recently, hey, let, let's get an episode out about guys that we should be looking to buy before our trade deadlines even if there are no trade deadlines let's get out ahead of it and who are some guys based on playoff schedules talking about weeks 15 through 17 that are really going to give us an edge that we should be looking at today and that's going to be a big portion of tonight's episode i see greg in the chat always appreciate folks jumping in live but there was a piece of news coming out of pittsburgh pennsylvania Earlier today, I thought somebody was playing some
1: music there for us. It, it would fit, hey. maybe.
0: Maybe I will. Go ahead, JB. Keep going. Uh, the Steelers have let go of offensive coordinator Matt Canada. Are we going to get a copyright infringement here? I don't know. <laughs> we just might. Yeah. But anyway, I just very quickly. So, Matt Canada, he is gone. Mitch, does this really have any impact on the Pittsburgh Steelers from an offensive and fantasy perspective? I mean,
2: I want to say yes, because the fact it can't be any worse. So do I think it improves? Yes. And do we probably see that one game bump like what we saw with the Raiders? Yeah, we probably see something like that. But I mean, you talk about it all the time in the chat, John. Pickett isn't good. I don't think changing the offensive coordinator is going to do anything to fix that. Might they get a few more first downs? Maybe they get a couple more touchdowns. Yeah, which would be awesome but I don't see this offense getting any better this year. Hopefully it does because there's a lot of good positional pieces on that team that we care about, but I think Pickett's just killing them. And so for right now, will it get better? Yeah. Do I care enough to buy into any of these pieces? The answer for me is no. Uh, You talk about first
0: downs, the Pittsburgh Steelers ranked 31st with 159 first downs year to date only better and barely better than the New York jets. So that's the, the territory that we're talking about. This team is not able to sustain drives. And we saw that even against some solid defenses, you you can say, okay, they played against Cleveland this past week, but they go in with DTR. uh, The Browns do and still come out with a win because the Steelers can do absolutely nothing right on offense and from a fantasy perspective, you have Deontay Johnson, George Pickens. You have a, a solid one two punch now with Jalen Warren leading the way at running back with Najee Harris as the number two. And then you have Pat Friermuth coming back, but this team still cannot do anything. Was Matt Canada part of the problem? Yes, that is obvious. But I think there is going to be a portion of that blame that needs to be allocated to Kenny Pickett. And that offensive line, but can he pick it? Like this is make or break. Now the, his crutch is out the door. Can he get the job done? And, you know, time will tell and it will tell very quickly. So we talk about it with a, with a dynasty spin. He's either going to be, you know, what is he right now? Like quarterback 26, probably
1: mm-hmm.
0: somewhere in that range. Does he bounce back? Dan.
1: Does he bounce back? It's it's way too, not this year. It's way too early for anybody to bounce back this year. But I can say I can say if it's not this year, it's never.
0: There is too, too much. There is too much bounce to, back. If it doesn't happen now, it's not going to happen. With that defense, I mean, it, it really is no different than the New York Jets, and he is essentially Zach Wilson, who just went to the bench which I think it was a little too late anyway, but that is going, I mean, would it shock me to see Mitchell Trubisky back under center this year? No, Absolutely not. And he's.
1: I don't know, JB. I mean, it's, I think it runs deeper than Kenny Pickett. There's definitely fingers to point there, but like, Forty-four games under Matt Canada with zero of them a quarter any quarterback thrown for over four hundred yards. Only one time over three hundred yards. There's no scheme. There's nothing schematically happening. There's nothing creative. I mean, you're a Steelers fan. You've watched it. I mean, all of Twitter is celebrating. Like you know, it's really bad in an organization when everybody celebrates someone fired. There's no mixed feelings here whatsoever. So I think schematically they got to do some things different, but. Do, can they necessarily fix that in season now versus you give a team an off season with a little bit new direction. That's not Matt Canada's and, and maybe, you know, you, you move pickings around or you get a real third receiver. That's not Allen Robinson. I don't know. I, I just think there's something that has to change. So I'm not like saying picket can't be fixed, but I just think it's, it's too much pressure to say it's going to happen this year, but there could be an uptick this year. I'll say that. When a team knows it's bad and they're not playing hard for a coach, they play hard and they go hard for this new coach who's, who's their running back coach right now. I don't know a lot about them schematically or historically. I got to do a little bit more studying. But, well, uh, it's a
0: combination you know. of the running back and quarterback coach. The quarterback coach is going to be the one in the headset. Yep. But so, uh, I, I, you you say playing hard for a coach. I mean, we've seen Mike Tomlin seems to get the most out of players, whether it's physically or mentally, We see what happens when certain players, especially at the wide receiver position, leave Pittsburgh. Antonio Brown uh, off the reservation. And then you have Juju Smith-Schuster, who, you know, he's still trying to ride around on his bicycle, apparently. He's not playing football. I can tell you that. Chase Claypool. Um, Chase Claypool. (laughs) How can I forget Chase?
1: Yeah, but Tom was not playing. There's too
0: much talent there.
1: Tomlin's not calling the plays, though. I mean, so to your point, there is too much talent there. Will this new could they make enough change right away to move them around a bit, get a little bit of creative in the play calling to open up a George Pickens a little bit more, open up a Deontay Johnson, who's a very talented receiver more, Patty Fryermuth, use Jalen Warren a little bit more than Najee. Um, you know, I I think there could be a slight uptick in fantasy production if this team just again gets a little bit of uh, a little bit of belief and a little bit of hope.
0: I don't know. You, you talk about bringing a third viable receiver as if Allen Robinson is the reason for this offense's downfall. There are teams doing a lot more with a lot less. The hated Russell Wilson has Joe Schmo at tight end, and then Cortland Sutton, who nobody wanted to touch with a 10 foot stick, Jerry Judy, who has been a bust by every measure that you could come up with for a first round receiver. And then you have Javante McLaughlin, whatever, at running back. he's doing a heck of a lot better you look at the weapons i mean justin fields doesn't really have all that much and he's making it
1: work but that's because he runs for 100 yards i don't know that's a little bit of an ill comparison justin fields there and and russell wilson isn't exactly like light in the world on fire there's just a team that an offensive coordinator from an efficiency
0: standpoint you know
1: That's because they're not doing stupid things. They're like grind the ball, kick field goals, put a position team in position to win a game in the fourth quarter, and he doesn't hurt you. Where we, I don't know what Matt Canada was doing. Like we knew Matt Canada had to go, so I I think just some smart coaching could put these players in a better Russ Wilson type situation.
0: Uh, The Steelers—they've ended their drives uh, with a score twenty-eight percent of the time. I am actually shocked it's that high. I am shocked.
2: All right. Uh, All right. I have a question for both of you. Is there a player on the Steelers you're willing to go pay a little above market value right now to go and get him on your teams? Still
1: Deontay. None. None of the above. Okay. Oh, no. No more pickings? No, nah, I'm trying to. I, I'm actually willing to trade trade pickings right now. Again, again, I'm With not lock. high on I, I haven't been able to, you know. But <laughs> but then again, we you know, we're talking about these dynasty leagues. Like, I don't know. No one wants to trade these days. But... Some of them. Yeah. Uh, Unless you're in the discord leads, then, then they're active. It's a dynasty theory discord league, of course.
0: Yeah. George Pickens. I don't know if he has that dog in them anymore. Uh, uh more he's yipping like a little poodle, you know, right? but that's
1: where a good OC could get the best out of a kid like that. Who is immature is a little bit of a hothead is, you know, utilize talent. The, the way it's meant to be instead of just doing the same thing over and over. That's called insanity. And that's what Matt Canada did JP. So it's, it's the best thing the Steelers did. And, Man, that's the first in-season change the Steelers have made since 1941. And, uh, and I, I commend and, them and, for their and, loyalty. And
0: that that coach fired himself.
1: Look at that. <laughs> so, this that, is, yeah. This so, is so, historic.
0: So, uh, Kenny Pickett, quarterback 28 right now, trading uh, at quarterback 28 uh, according to Fantasy Calc Values. Uh, does that go up or down in a month time? Mitch? Uh,
2: like right down. now.
0: Down 12 teams, super flex. He's at overall 97th, so we're still talking Down.
1: early ninth. Uh, uh, Mitch, I'm gonna see JB putting you in a bad spot there because he's kind of making you, you know, almost guess there. But if you look at Kenny Pickett's schedule, and let's just mm-hmm. say this new coordinator has any bit of competency, okay? The team's pumped because Matt Canada, you know, the team's pumped because Matt Canada is gone. They play the Bengals this week, who you know throughout the season been good, but without Joe Burrow, there's going to be a lot of three and outs and punting and a lot more opportunities for Kenny Pickett. So he gets a better Bengals matchup. Then he plays the Cardinals. We love that matchup. Patriots will be a tough game, but at least they're at home. Then you go to the Colts, whose secondary is terrible. Like, I, I think he could put up some stats there. Bengals again, and then they finish at the Seahawks Week 17. But So th- there's some games there in the schedule, with just a little bit better coaching and a fired-up team. JB, I predict a little uptick. Although there's nowhere to go but up because right now he's in a class with Bryce Young and uh, Zach Wilson. So we all know how bad that is.
0: Well, wow, Bryce Young, the the savior oh. has fallen apparently. So one thing that really gets me with Kenny Pickett, and maybe it is because of Matt Canada, and I would be interested because we saw it with Justin Fields. I'm not saying Kenny Pickett by any means. Let's throw a disclaimer out there. I'm not saying Kenny Pickett is Justin Fields. But we saw with the play calling and the schemes that they were running out there in Chicago that they weren't letting Justin Fields do what he excelled at. And that's, you know, mixing in his rushing ability uh, with, with, you know, being able to to throw the ball far better than Kenny Pickett. But Kenny Pickett, he's a mobile quarterback. His rushing yards per game this year, going this last week uh, and going backwards, nine yards, 16 yards, negative one, 10, zero, negative six, nine, 11, negative six. He likes negative six. And then four So he's barely positive for the year. This kid's mobile. Let him get out of the pocket. Let him create if it's not there. So I don't know if it's a scheme thing or a Kenny thing, but he's got to figure it out.
1: So maybe they just got to free Kenny and let him run a little bit. You know, maybe there's your point, JP. You know, get a little more threat of the quarterback running to open up the passing game and the run game and so forth. And and I think that uptick we're looking for as I look at the the quarterbacks this year is could he just get to the Derek Carr Geno Smith level? Could he get to there? Which isn't no sexy by any means. But like Mitch, that's only like as of today, he's 34 points away from Derek Carr.
2: Who's been injured for half the season?
1: <laughs> Forty-five <laughs> from Geno Smith. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. who has been a little dinged up, but just just trying to get with them, you know. In, yeah. in the, in the the state of the quarterback position is pretty bad. Yeah. Like we
2: have seen offensive coordinators come in before and revitalize offenses for half the year. We've seen it. Jim Bob Cooter, like I know Detroit offense coordinators, right? Jim Bob Cooter did it. Um, when Anthony Lynn was fired, that's when Ben Johnson came in, right? It's we do see that happen quite a bit. Could it happen with the Steelers? Yes. My worry is just Kenny Pickett. Like the thing is, is there's usually a decent quarterback behind those changes. So even with Justin Fields, they were able to change things, but he has the skill set to do it. I don't know if we could say Kenny Pickett has a skill set to even be an NFL quarterback right now. And that's my biggest worry. And so that's why there's a lot of guys around like Jalen Warren's value and Deontay Johnson's value, right? I'll just go get the other players that are already tied to decent offenses. and I don't have to worry about it.
0: Yeah. Jalen Warren's value certainly spiked. Um, and th- this kind of could go into the topic that we were going to lead the show off mm-hmm. with originally uh, playoff buys. If you are of the belief that this offense, uh, you know, maybe it's not a, uh, a new coordinator that brings out the best in these guys, but it's just addition by subtraction and because Matt Canada is gone, who is limiting these guys, and we'll see that very quickly. So this these next few weeks, I think it's going to be critical for Kenny Pickett, especially from a dynasty perspective, because now he has the chance to come out there and almost start fresh. Because let's say he comes out there and even has like a 250-yard game and two touchdowns not great and throw a pick in there too, if you want, not great by any means, but certainly better than we've seen previously. And it's that fresh start that, you know, Desmond Ritter's almost getting that now sit on a week, come back in. Let's see what happens. If these quarterbacks close out the season, even somewhat strong, they're going to have that value insulation throughout the off season because they are young enough, but some trades really quick. Kenny Pickett, this is a 12-team super flex unless I say otherwise. Mitch, start with you. Kenny Pickett or a 25-second and a 24-third?
1: Oh, Kenny Pickett. What was the draft picks again?
0: 25-second and 24-third.
1: I'll yeah, roll the dice on Pickett.
0: Uh, Kenny Pickett or Trey Lance in a third? Kenny Pickett. Pickett. Now, that, that was yesterday. So there's very few trades I think
2: have gone through today. I'm sorry that that other one had to be a joke. Trey Lance and a third. What about Kenny Pickett or Quentin Johnston? Kenny Pickett or
0: Quentin Johnston? I can actually
2: see that trade. I mean, I'm going to take Pickett, but I understand the logic behind that one at least. Uh, Here we got a Kenny Pickett, Chuba Hubbard and
0: Javante for 24 first and second. Don't hate it. (laughs) I... After all the bashing that I started off this episode with and the lack of confidence that Kenny Pickett can, in fact, turn it around, I might have to go picket hunting.
1: When you hear these type trades, I mean,
0: am I lagging?
1: Mitch is on Mi- mute. Mitch is on mute. So I, I thought know, I was I'm, going crazy. You're good, man. You're good. You're good.
0: Oh, that was weird. My
2: mic <sighs> muted itself. That hasn't happened
0: in years. Because you probably had a bad take coming out, and the mic was like, okay,
2: let's I see. I was just you saying, right you should say, like, Trey Lance for a third for Pickett and <laughs> let us know how well that goes for you.
0: I'm sure it will go super yeah. well. I, I always like to. I would love to see be in some of these leagues, be a fly on the wall and just yeah. see how these trades transpire. Uh, there's a Kenny Pickett for a third and a fourth. <laughs> Man. Anyway. So I, the, it, it, it ties in kind of, we talked about Will Levis in the chat earlier today And how he had that meteoric rise, his value just completely spiked. And if you bought at that point, it was a risky proposition. But now with a Kenny Pickett, if you buy at this price, at that quarterback 28 price tag, that early to mid ninth round startup value, it's not going to kill you if you're wrong. The, The thing is. If you're contending, you don't really want to go out and get a Kenny Pickett before the trade deadline. If you're not contending, I, I mean, maybe you can send uh, an aging running back or something and see how it goes. But uh, I might venture out there on the streets and see what's up. I might. I might.
1: And then the Steelers will go in a different direction next year.
0: <laughs> I, see, that's that's the, only the risk. That's the risk. There, there are going to be guys that are free agents. You know, we talk about it. Uh, there were so many quarterbacks right now. And we went off on this, uh, with, with JT in the chat on Sunday. And then yesterday, an interview comes out with Tom Brady. Did you see that? The, the level of mediocrity is running yep. rampant
2: across the NFL. He's the old guy yelling off his porch right now,
0: which apparently <laughs> uh, uh, me and then JT and some of the other folks in the discord might be as well, because is, is Tom Brady in the discord? Is he, is he spying on us?
1: If he knows he better. He'd be tuning in for That's sure. That's true. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: All right. Anything it's, else on on Kenny Pickett on the mm-hmm. offense? Uh, my my last thought, JB, is maybe it's a, a kudos to Coach Tomlin and how he can make. And, and part of it's maybe the difference between the be, between being six and four as the Steelers are versus four and six as the Jets. As he makes it. Sounds so much healthier in Pittsburgh. You know, we believe in him. We're behind him. And he's just such a better coach. And he knows how to control the media and keep things healthy. Whereas Solid's it's like become this circus. And he just made himself look bad by all the things he said. But when you look at the dynasty stats there and the stats for this year, like Pickett is literally sandwiched between Zach Wilson and Bryce Young. And that's bad, man. Because it's And I, I, JB, you've watched more Pickett than I probably have. I've watched a little bit more, I think, Bryce Young and Zach Wilson. And it's been ugly. It's been really ugly. So, you know, maybe it is a little warning not to buy into the coach Tomlin speak and buyer beware for next year.
0: Yeah, again, it's if you're buying now, it's with the thought of the possibility of an uptick in production and stability and uh So we'll see how that goes. All right, let's get into some of the the meat of the show here. Earlier tonight, Mitch goes, "I don't know if we're going to be able to make a full episode." I said, "Mitch called I, it twenty minutes I, on picket man." I, I said we could talk about paint drying; it will be fine. And I did just want to spend a few. I said two minutes, but it's you 20. did twenty. You did twenty is Mitch uh, called. All right, Mitch. Yep, you know, I tasked you guys with finding some buys heading into trade deadlines. A lot of trade deadlines are this Thursday at what, 12.30 p.m. Eastern time. Who are some guys that you're looking to target for
2: for playoffs, the weeks leading up to it? What are you doing? Can I go the exact opposite for a second? Oh, my God, yeah. I think with the A-chain injury news, I think the easiest sell right now is Mostert. Mostert is going to get hype because A-chain's out. You're going to have contending teams. They're going to see it. They're going to be like, hey, Mostert's on the trade block. I want. I need a starter. I want to trade for him. Then all of a sudden, you look at who they're playing in the fantasy playoffs. The Jets, eh, not good. The Cowboys, that's eh, probably not good. The Ravens, probably even worse than the other two teams. And like, I love both those other two teams' defenses. So for me, I can't trade Tyreek Hill, right? I'm not going to trade Jalen Waddle. I'm not going to trade Tua. But Mostert, if there is a little peak right now because of... A-Chain's injury, and people are going to think, hey, they get a good two-week, three-week stint, and then whatever happens in the playoffs, I'm just completely out on that. If I can move him, I bet you could probably get an early second at this point. I would trade him for an early second almost every single time. I don't care what my team makeup is.
0: If it's a playoff team coming after him and they offered you a second and third, would you take it? Yes, I would. So probably a mid-to-late second. Yep, yep. Um, and, that's and I real want good him value. to start him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, to, to piggyback off of that, because, again, it we was talking about the playoff schedules, week 15 to 17. Uh, Mitch is in our our Dynasty Theory chat, our our just the team here, telling Dan, oh, John stole all of my guys here. But, I mean, one of my – now, this is not a, a go-sell-him panic yeah. because of the playoff schedule. But if you're looking to add a quarterback, whether it's a high-end, low-end, whatever – Tua's playoff schedule is a little concerning. And then, you know, I'm not saying he's necessarily going to struggle. We very well could see a shootout with Dallas. If things, you know, break right, we could see a shootout with Baltimore. But I think that New York Jets game in week 15 could be a little bit of a concern. But again, not going out and just, hey, I got to move Tua because the playoffs are here. And and th- those matchups worry me. But maybe not looking to acquire additional shares if I'm looking to specifically bolster for my playoff run.
1: I like how both of you guys are talking and looking at it from both perspectives, passing, running in the playoffs. And I think you gotta be really careful of not getting sucked into the schedule too much. And I think we got to remember dynasty and look a little more ahead to, to next year. So I, I think what Mitch's point on most I mean, we, we still know he's a 31 year old running back, so you don't want to be overzealous going after him. Now I wouldn't get too scared away by the jets as far as like their run defense. It's those corners that are nasty. They're a little bit harder to pass on, but as long as our offense is terrible, the other team's offense is going to get so many chances that I think you're still going to get the fantasy points at, at some point there. But to JB, your point on Tua, again, I, I think it's going to be boom bust. The Jets are tough to pass on. Dallas could be tough to pass on. But boy, the Commanders and Titans could be field days for both Tua and most are potentially. So again, I, I think I would just remember it's dynasty, and but don't get too scared off.
0: Yeah, the the most are call out there probably a little bit uh, more actionable if you have him, and if you don't have him, if you're looking to add a running back, oh, you know, most are all all people are going to be seeing is well, A. Chan's a little banged up. Yep, he just re-aggravated the same injury that he was on IR for. Maybe I can get most at a really nice price, but you make that acquisition. And he doesn't return the value and the production in the short term that you would be looking for. Dan, who do
1: you got here? Uh, man, Uh It could be somebody you're targeting or just avoiding. I mean, you looking at the show night note, show notes tonight, you guys hammered a lot. So I'll, I'll stay, I guess on the, on the quarterback realm here. And, and I'm going to hop on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers bandwagon a little bit because it, when I think of trying to, acquire somebody in the dynasty season if you're in the safe leagues it's trade deadline time like you got you got to move in the next few days here if you're in the crazies like us the trade deadline never ends in our other leagues so it, you know that there's no pressure there but it's really hard to get stud guys off a contending team because they're they're contending it's tough to get someone off of a you know someone really young and dynasty rich off of a team that's rebuilding so i looked at a team like the buccaneers who are like just you know, not sexy and, you know, their players are a little bit more attainable. And I look at their schedule and I look at Baker Mayfield, man, who's 15th overall, and he has kept them scrappy in like tough games. Um, I mean, if his, his 10 points versus the Niners were his worst game and the NOA, he put a stinker up versus your Lions, Mitch, but other games have been 16, 25, 23, 20 points. And now you go into the Colts this week, which is attractive the Panthers the week after the Falcons, the week after that, you know, the Packers are his toughest game in week 15. And I, I, you know, I could deal with that. So I I think he's a guy he could probably buy and not mortgage the future and get yourself a quarterback. If that's the position you're looking for.
0: Yeah. And I, he certainly has played himself into a starting job next year, Mm -hmm. whether or not that's in Tampa Bay, heck, maybe we see Baker in Pittsburgh next year. I I don't think that is out of the realm of possibility, to be honest with you.
1: I've been watching those Bucks games, man, and he's guys are playing for him. He's competing. They're competitive. They don't have enough talent as a whole on that team, but I think he's definitely earned himself a job. And the Bucs are four and six right now. They got in a couple more winnable games. So I don't see him getting another quarterback. Like it, it kind of would make sense for them to to hang with him for a little bit.
0: And throw Rashad White in there. Just completely disrespected. He's not efficient. He's a volume monster right now, but he is so involved in the passing game. And I don't know, like, I, you know, you don't want to make light of an injury, but he, what he did to that 49ers defender, like, juked him out of his ACL. And, like, and he's, he's been elusive in the passing game, not so much the running game. Sounds a little bit like Austin Eckler, if you ask me this year, uh, who is, looks like he might be running with a piano strapped to his back, but. Uh, We'll get to him in a minute. But uh, Rashad White, uh, can I go through a few running backs? Go ahead. I just mentioned Austin Eckler. A very attractive playoff schedule. Uh, Week 14, he gets Denver, then Vegas, Buffalo, then Denver again. Even though Denver's defense has improved. Hold on, Dan, you're shaking your head. They still just gave up almost 200 rushing yards to Minnesota. Alexander Madison. All right. Ty Chandler, they're fine. But, you know, even a banged-up Austin Eckler, I think he still is a little bit banged up. I think we see a really nice end-of-season stretch at his current value he makes sense to go look at. But, Dan, you were grimacing,
1: so you have an issue with this. I kind of do, man. And I actually traded Austin Eckler from a contending team. I had a ton of running back depth, and I got a first— it was a contending team's first and second, but I traded Austin Eckler for a first and second this week. Look at me, trading for draft picks, boys. It was something. <laughs> I'm so but, proud um, of
2: you. <laughs>
0: uh, I, have, I have no issue with that, but my... The the price to acquire, I don't think is necessarily going to be that much in some spots. Uh, right, Eckler for a first and Rickham Jarrett. Uh... I like that be uh, first uh what Eckler and Eckler for Keaton Mitchell on a 24 first depends uh, on the team for me you're you're contending uh, Eckler Eckler most times for me I, I really mean, do believe we're gonna see a strong end of season performance from Eckler and just before this last week he rattled off three 20 plus uh point games in PPR formats
1: versus other than versus very bad teams,
0: but but that's the bad run episode. defenses, Denver, Denver, Vegas, Buffalo. But, he's going to be involved in the passing game,
1: but this is also dynasty. The chargers are getting worse by the week. He's going to be 29 next year. I'm, I'm I'm just, I'm falling out of love guys. We're, we're going after those old running backs. Do you really want to give up your foot? Fr- now? Like I, there is a scenario where you take them, you know? So Mitch says, Hey, depending on the roster, if you really need a running back, and you're contending for a title. Hey, go grab yourself an Austin Eckler. What's well, you the better, topic of tonight's but you, episode? But you better really, really, really need him. Like, if if you can win without him, I'm am t- saying win without him, because you're gonna get stuck with a guy who I th- I think's on the decline.
0: Of course, he's a, he's gonna be 29. You just said it. Yep.
1: Yeah, so why what? do you want to give up first round picks and more for 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 a guy yeah, on the decline?
0: Uh, this is like invasion of the body snatchers or something. This, this is, is awesome. The, Ra- the Ravens are like.
1: not gonna be easy this week and it could be enough you give up your first round pick he, he throws another seven pointer up against the ravens and you you might not even make the playoffs and then you get the patriots like you got to get to denver jb he hasn't even gotten to denver yet he could struggle versus the ravens and patriots and then come week 14 you're missing that first round draft pick so just be sure that that's all i'm saying be sure
0: i would you're you're looking to acquire him like i, I have a strong team All right. All right. So on my checklist today, I gotta go throw crap against the wall for Kenny Pickett. And then I gotta see what the the price is on an Austin Eckler if a team is not contending, if they've fallen out of the playoffs, if they're on that bubble and they're looking to move assets. But that is a very appealing playoff schedule. I don't care about next week.
1: Or the week after, or your first round pick the year after. Again, if you really need them, go for it. Dan gets. I one. love
2: this, Dan. He I'd mean, rather awesome. I'd rather
1: get someone else because here's the other argument, JB. Is there a better running back? Could you go get a Javante Williams or someone else that could give you close to Eckler points and you got him for a couple years?
2: Did we just compare Javante Williams to Austin Eckler? I am now worried.
1: I'm just saying, like, is there a young, talented back that also has a nice schedule or that could help you? Like, do you want to get stuck with a declining asset on your dynasty no, team? That's
2: a very good point. It, While it, we're looking at buying Austin Eckler because he gets to play Denver twice. Javante Williams gets to play the chargers twice. Dan might be onto something here. That might be the real
1: take. See, we'll, we'll
0: see Well, you're young g- and you'll
1: be happy next year. You won't even miss your first round pick.
0: You want to go cheaper. We talked about the Steelers and their potential opportunities with the schedule. Jalen Warren does intrigue me, uh, but his he's, he's had a nice little spike in value. But he's gonna be—he's gonna get that usage in the passing game, not nearly as much as our, our guy Austin Eckler. You know, Dan is like uh, Brian Robinson. I, 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 I'm all in on Brian Robinson too at his price.
1: I think there's some other guys that are more attractive but, at the price but than again, Austin Eckler is at again, his price.
0: You have 11 league mates in most situations five, at least five of them are also going to be vying for a playoff spot, throw in another one or two. And then you have teams that are not contending that have been moving off of their assets. You very well might have one or two viable trade partners. I just talked about this last week. Do I have to
1: play the tape for you, Dan? You do not have to play the tape JB, but I challenged, officially challenged your Eckler take. Here's a, here's the challenge flag. That you don't want to get stuck with a declining asset. Remember, remember when I traded Kamara from you for for me? I, I, I gave up Kamara, then he stunk for years. You know what I mean? Mark Ingram, who else? Who's that Seattle running back? Like Chris Carson? You bite your tongue Chris talking Carson? About Chris Carson? You know, <laughs> you give up a first for these kind of guys, and then a year later they're they're toast. Even Derrick Henry, the wheels are off right now. I mean, sad. What? On a Chargers team whose head coach should be fired any week now. It's just, it's oh, gotta should, be a matter of time. Well, he should it gone. has
0: to be. We were talking about the discord on Sunday. He should be gone. Uh, want avoid James Connor. He's got, he's got the 49ers and the Eagles in weeks 15 and 17. We saw with Kyler Murray back. He's had, you know, he's a subpar. And I, I you know what? Hollywood Brown, that's another conversation. I don't know if he's just not creating the separation. Kyler's looking more underneath, whatever. But James Connor is, it could be tough sledding come time the playoffs hit. So I would be looking to move him at this trade deadline, especially if you're not a contender. So I talked about Jalen Warren, talked about Austin Eckler, James Conner being the avoid. I really did not think Austin Eckler was going to be so controversial, but I will go shopping, mark my word.
1: He's almost as old. He's about as old as James Conner. Can, can we have an age check? How old's Conner right now?
0: I'm going to get some early Black Friday sales on Austin Eckler here, some, some BOGO opportunities, maybe like rushing the doors at Walmart, a massive stampede. But there's nobody else coming through the door because nobody wants Austin Eckler. I'll take him. I'll take him.
1: You take him for that first, you're going to give up. And, I, and I'll take James Conner for like the, the mere second I'll give up and get just as much volume. The only thing I hate is Conner's bye week, week 14, which is just useless. And, you know, it could be a critical week too. So, and the Niners. Niners uh, is terrible. So, Conner's a bad example. But as far as declining assets, they're they're, go- they're going in the same territory.
0: But, again, looking at running backs, how far out are you looking at them? we should be taking a redraft mentality for these running backs. And if you're giving me a running back that has a 20 plus point ceiling on any given week, because of his involvement in the passing game, he was going into this, uh, this last week. He was thirds in yard third and yards per out run at 1.75. So even though he has not been fantastic on the ground, he is getting the high value touches that we care about in fantasy football. Dan,
1: he was versus the sisters of the poor, but then again, going, there's two, there's two tough games before the, the soft the schedule the playoffs. and you know, it's dynasty theory. And I hear John Bauer talking about a redraft mentality. I, I'm, I'm startled right now. I'm, I'm just.
0: Dan's like that. That person. Did you that... see
1: next year's draft? Did he just have a draft episode? You and Mitch, I mean, I... how many, how many of those first round picks are better than Austin Eckler? Speaking
0: of the rookies, I spent a lot of time getting into the rookie database today, putting in a lot of the profiles, getting all of the historical data, anything before 2023. So I'm very excited about this class, Dan.
1: How how um, deep in that first round are you? Would you rather have before Austin Eckler? Uh, I I can't give you a precise right now.
0: Oh. I have him tiered with the one oh seven ish.
1: You're generous.
0: Generous. dan is like that person that becomes vegan and then instantly they let everybody know they're vegan he gets one draft pick
1: and now he's mr all about the youth about the youth but when it comes to declining running back did you see the state of the running back position this year it's pretty darn ugly all right
0: i can't talk about austin eckler anymore even though i brought him to the table all right mitch Give us someone else.
2: No, I'm good. You two just keep going. I'm <laughs> really like enjoying this. This is this is everyone's preview to Thanksgiving dinner around their in-laws when someone brings up just something little about football. This is this is great. Like I don't even I don't even know where to go from here. I um I guess I will say. All right. So I didn't want, we're all going to hear probably the same teams brought up consistently, especially if you listen to redraft pods about schedules and stuff, right? I think one that's going to get very overlooked is the Tennessee Titans because they're just not fun to watch. They're not, nothing is fun about them, right? But they do get the Texans twice. The Texans are going to score against that horrible secondary. And they get the Seahawks. Seahawks have a pretty good defense, but I think the Titans can still probably move the ball against them. So for me, I John brought it up before the show a little bit when we were talking. I do think Will Levis, his value is going to go up after this. Should it? Probably not. But I do think it's going to help him kind of cement his status as a starter for the Titans next year. And with that happening, we are going to see a value bump. And so even from like a competitor team perspective, I think Will Levis is going to be just fine in the fantasy playoffs. I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to be more than fine in the playoffs. And I won't touch Derrick Henry, but I think those are two guys you could definitely go and get right now that I think the value was super low. And even if you trade for them, they will be useful next year. So those are two guys that I just want to go get.
1: Yeah. I hope for him, he really gets Traylon Burks back. I haven't gotten a Burke status a little bit, but it's just an offense needing a little more juice, but to your point, Mitch, it's a well coached team that's got a softer schedule. And I don't know what direction they're going in, but if they do believe in that kid, uh, the upcoming schedule should should help.
0: Uh, ETN in a 24 second or Bijan Robinson? I want Bijan.
1: Bijan. Bijan. Easy.
0: All right. Come on. Come on, holler. That was an easy one. And I want to give a shout out to the Fantasy Effect guys. Yes. They're going to be helping me with the. <laughs> Well, you're helping me too much. You you ran out of time last year. You're not booted. And Dan, you're more than happy to help with the film review of the prospects. But uh, Holler, Ron... Jay, they're going to be helping me out. Mitch, of course, I
2: hope you're helping me out. Then- no, no, I got kicked out. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> anyway, so they're See, not lo- going to I, I love be- watching
1: the film, but you, JB, you, you and the Fantasy Effect guys are sickos, and you're watching film before the like Dynasty playoffs are even over this year. And uh, man... You know, you're, you're you'll be ready for a startup in a few weeks. I'm I'm, I'm getting nervous already. Oh, that's a good
2: point. It is almost startup season.
1: Sickos. I'm getting excited Sickos. Again. Sickos,
0: Well, anyway, I wanted to give them a shout out, and they're not going to be live this week. We decided to let them have one week off on the eve of Thanksgiving. What is it? The biggest drinking of the year? B- biggest bi-week. drinking day of the year, right? I went to the liquor store today. Yeah, there, there you go. Uh, everybody's getting ready for their extended family and their in laws. Yeah, you gotta be intoxicated. <laughs> Anyway, uh, can we talk about Dak Prescott just for a second? That I mother, want you to. yes. That mother trucker has been in green on the tiers since I, March. I don't know. I'm over uh, 20% roster ship. I think it was 22%. Dan says, get off the bandwagon. But, I mean, the guy was severely undervalued. There was a market inefficiency. But now, you know, Buffalo could be a tougher matchup. But over the rest of the season here, Washington, Seattle, Philly, I mean, probably another shootout there. Miami, shootout. Detroit. I I think they're going to continue to throw the ball. I still like Tony Pollard. Talked about him last week. But Dak Prescott, he's one of those higher-end quarterbacks that still is attainable you know depending on what you have to work with so i would still venture out um dan do you want to yell at me here
1: i mean it's just a bandwagon like like for our listeners i look at the show notes and it's like cowboy central that john wants to talk about like he, he doesn't even give the homer cowboy fan a chance to bring up the cowboys anymore and that, and he'll justify it on the show with some good facts about dak but if you look at his dynasty shares, you know, JB, I know you're all over that. You're over like Schoonmaker and Jalen Tolbert. And Ooh, like, you know, Tolbert pick, guilty. Pick, pick a, pick a cowboy and you find a way on them there. You know,
0: Gallup. I have the Gallup but, Jersey floating around somewhere,
1: but uh, yeah, Gallup. I mean, yeah, assign Gallup Jersey. It doesn't even make sense to me, but here nor there, JB, I, I'm going to agree with you on this when you're right. And uh, I just think all the Cowboys are a buy, but Dak, Lamb, Ferguson, especially their offense is really pumping to those guys. I had Fergie Um, on the list. You know, I think Brandon Cooks is just, if you get them like really cheap, cheap, you know, and you just need a flex play or something like that. But they have like just a high scoring shootout schedule coming up. I think the commanders is going to be super high. The Eagles should be a shootout. The Bills, the Dolphins, the Lions, it's going to be fun. I've definitely been eyeing up the schedule for a while. Their O-line is just blocking very well right now. And that's another big key in Dallas. Uh, All five linemen are clicking and, Yeah, we'll see where it goes.
0: But listen, I like to be able to bring up like lions and cowboys. It's a very unbiased, impartial look. If if Dan's touting the cowboys and Mitch is going on about the lions, yeah, yeah, we get it. But as a (laughs) die-hard Steelers fan, all right, you you can trust me. Whatever I'm going after the Cowboys, right? you know,
2: I'm just looking behind you and seeing that Justin Jefferson helmet sitting there, all pretty. Jamar Chase is back there, James Connors. There. I have a divisional foe over here. It's, I love it. It's just keep bringing up all those Cowboys, especially if we could do it before the New Year's Eve game with the Lions and the Cowboys. That would be absolutely perfect
1: i worry about buying tony pollard jb i worry about buying tony pollard and just for the listeners like you know watching dallas every week he has been looking good but the way they run this offense and their play calls like his his carries are going to get maxed out Doddles gonna get steal a little bit of it the passing volume isn't really it's been okay it's been kind of carrying him a little bit but he's like defunct in the red zone man it is like Lamb, Ferguson, Cooks, Cavante, Turpin, backup tight end central. Like, it gets the red zone. it is If he doesn't score on his one touch, he's not scoring. So he's just not getting those big, you know, where Zeke used to get those five yards and get them. Pollard gets one shot, and if he doesn't get it, they're, they're, they're calling something else. So a little bit of limitations on him. I'm not out on him. I still like his schedule. I think he's going to score points. I mean, he's not going to carry you.
2: Yeah, I haven't compared it to like previous years, but it feels like Dallas is a lot more pass-happy than they were in previous years, at least especially in the red zone. I don't know if it actually works out that way in the numbers, but it does definitely seem like they are, which sucks because I've got a lot of Tony Pollard. I even went out last week and got more Tony Pollard, and I think he's just going to be serviceable. I think like you're going to be happy having him in your lineup But he's definitely not going to be a league winner for you. I don't even know if he's a running back one or running back two. He's more of like a flex play at this point, you know, but it's, it's okay. It's just, it sucks because I even talked about him before the season as he could be the running back one in fantasy. And by all means, every week that can still happen. It's just, it's just not there.
1: And it's not that he's not talented or missing holes or, a bad player. It's just the way they run that offense. It's, you know He hasn't hit that big run yet either. I, yeah, I, I, he'll probably make you happy at least one week, Mitch. Like, he is due to just break one free, and I, I think he will. But far and few between. So, JB, what do you think?
0: Few and far between. Oh,
2: you know, I can't I get that. any of those things right.
0: Few and <laughs> far, yeah.
2: Anyway, I always thought stuff, it was huh? played by year not play it by ear, because that doesn't even make sense. But
0: yeah, Well, you could play it by year, play it by decade while you're at it. Yeah. Uh, and avoid, for me, again, not necessarily just going to dump these guys, but avoiding adding additional shares at this point of the season. Terry McLaurin, Sam Howe, they have the Jets week 16, 49ers week 17. That's going to be very difficult. And you know, even though like Terry McLaurin still has been a very solid wide receiver, that's going to carry weight throughout the rest of the offseason. And then depending on what happens with management there in in Washington and Sam Howe's ability to, to produce and their ability as a team to win games, his status as a starter going beyond 23 could certainly be called into question. But those two weeks, they are a concern for me. Mike, Micah
1: Parsons might knock him into submission this week, J.B. That, that that Washington O-line is is, is very suspect. So they yeah. throw a lot. It's fantasy friendly. But, boy, do they need some linemen.
2: It's hard with the commanders because they could throw to anybody. That's the thing is, like, they're doing the full Eric Biennemi, Kansas City Chiefs. We'll just spread the ball around to everybody. And Terry's, like, getting a little bit of the lion's share now, but I can't trust that every week. So, no, I think that's a really good call
0: yeah certainly a concern all right guys anything else on your end before we hit final thoughts
1: one last buy, just because we didn't touch much on the tight end position again just attainable guys kate otten i'm gonna go back to tampa bay been watching him a little bit it's matchup specific a little bit but baker does like him he is athletic he's got a very friendly schedule with the colts and panthers and falcons that i talked about Um, just might be a guy in a tight end premium league where if you want to get a guy on the cheap, I know you have likely on the notes, JB, too. He, you know, he he's also, I think, an athletic dude. Just the only thing we don't know about likely is what it looks like next year. But I think k right. is going to be good next year and beyond.
0: All right. Yeah, likely. I mean, I still have a, a bunch of shares stashed away. You always thought there was going to be that possibility if Andrews were to miss time, likely could uh, produce here. And we'll see if it can happen against Cincinnati, the Chargers by week, and then Rams, Jacksonville, Miami, San Francisco sprinkled in. But um, yeah.
2: Final thoughts.
0: All right, Dan, for the 225th time, wow, 225. What do you got for our listeners heading into trade deadlines and week 12?
1: Rapid fire. Get your lineups in early. Three Thanksgiving games Thursday, and that sneaky Friday game. Don't forget about Miami and the Jets on Friday. Be aggressive trading this week. Okay, we have six bye weeks coming up in week 13 and then two in week 14, which is unfortunate. So be aggressive trading. And then the Shameless Dynasty uh, Theory DraftKings Turkey Bowl Contest. It's only 12 teams, $5 winner take all. And then we have our our running one every Sunday, man. But if guys just looking for a little extra fun on the side, check out our DraftKings Contest. It's in our Discord there. Excited always about the Turkey Bowl slate.
0: We have a question here from Mile High Luke. Can you buy out in a tight end premium for a third? I think it would take a playoff second.
2: Yeah, minimum, probably playoff second. Um, I had a point, but I honestly don't remember what it is. It was something about something. But yeah, like it's gone. I don't even remember what it is at this
0: point. (laughs) That tends to happen.
2: I'll start at something
0: and then I ramble for so long. I'm like, I have no idea where I was trying to go with this. That happens. Yeah. Anyway, hopefully you all enjoyed tonight's episode. We'll be back next Tuesday with another episode of Dynasty Theory. From Mitch Sorensen, Dan Lamagna, I'm John Bauer. Have a great week. Have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy the games. Peace.